You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by the MLB.com Shop. Hi, everybody. Welcome to MLB.com Extras. I'm Matthew Leach, talking Atlanta Braves with MLB.com's Braves beat reporter, Mark Bowman. Mark, it's not often the name change is the biggest news to come out of a camp, but uh, your club managed that unusual feat this week uh, with the change from B.J. Upton to Melvin Upton, Jr., um, not actually literally a legal name change, just what he's going by. Is there anything more to this than just it was time? It just seems like a, the timing is interesting, and he's kind of an interesting guy. Where does this come from? Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt. If he had hit 250, 260 with you know, 20-plus homers over the last two years, we'd still be calling him DJ up. And in all honesty, it doesn't seem like everyone around the Braves camp, the coaches and the players have been around him forever have <laughs> there's still a lot of people referring to him as B.J., and maybe that's just the uh, natural thing, and it'll take some time. I thought uh, Johnny Gomes, who has known him better than or longer than any of us here, you know, they played together here at the same stadium uh, at the Braves train back in 2003 with the Orlando Rays. He says, so we used to call him Melvin just to get underneath his skin. You know, that was there used to be a name that bothered him. So, you know, it, Melvin can can say that that this is the name that the, you know it's just something they wanted to do to honor his father and stuff. But I think we all know deep down this is just uh, one of those ways, maybe from a mental perspective, to say, look, it's a fresh new start, try and turn the page, and uh, separating himself from the frustration that he has experienced during his first two years in Atlanta. And uh, you know, whatever it takes, you know, it, it, I don't, I'm not saying this is going to be do the trick, but uh, if that's what he wants to do. Go ahead and see if it see if it works. Tony LaRusso used to say, "You can always do something." That may be taking it to an extreme uh, extreme extent, but you can always do something. Um, yeah. You had another piece of news here recently. Um, a guy that that if this team is going to contend, is going to be an important part of it. Nick Marcakis. There have been some questions about how ready he would be. Uh, sounds like as of now, the news is good. Yeah, I mean, you know, he he came to camp today. Uh, this is, uh, you know, came to camp Wednesday and, and basically said, you know, he's been cleared for all activities. Now, with that being said, he has not been able to run, do a lot of different things. It's going to take him, you know, some time uh, to to get his conditioning uh, back to normal. And, and they'll, they'll easy mended things. I don't expect to see him through during the first week of the Grapefruit League season and maybe the early portion of the second week. But, you know, as you know, I mean, you, you, spring training – the length of it is for pitchers. Uh, if, if he gets his 30-plus at-bats, which he can do over a uh, uh, span of a couple of weeks, 40 at-bats, whatever it is, um, you know, he, he could be ready for opening day. Now, what, what he said this morning was, look, I'm not going to push it. I've had injuries in the past. I'm not going to try to put a, a definite timetable on this. We're just going to ease back into things. Uh, Freddie Gonzalez said uh, that he expects him to be in the opening day lineup for opening uh, you know, after easing into things here in spring training. So, you know, for for now, things look like uh, he will be ready uh, and everything is on schedule. But at the same time, I think uh, the next couple weeks, uh, how he starts to feel once he gets into some of these more aggressive activities, we'll, we'll be able to tell uh, exactly where he's going to be on April 6th uh, there in Miami. Even if he is ready, is there any question as to how much he'll be able to go early? Or is there some likelihood that he could be on the opening day roster but still uh, need maintenance days, not be a full everyday guy early in the year? I mean, the stuff he's dealing with is not a typical 
sore ankle or something. It's an un- it's a, it's a challenging deal. Yeah, and I and I think uh, you know I think you hit the nail on the head there because it's it's uh, I, I don't think anyone can tell you definitely exactly where he's going to be here in six weeks uh, when the season begins. They they are all hoping uh, that he's full go. Uh, and they, they'll continue to say that, uh, but I, but I think if, if if we spoke two weeks from now, I may be able to tell you something a little bit different, and, and, and especially a month from now, you know, maybe two weeks before the regular season, we'll really have a a good feel for where he might stand. But you know, if 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 he is limited in some ways, uh, you know, let's just say you know something where, where you know it, it feels better for him to uh, you know play one day and, and take a. a a day off, play two days, take one day off. They do have some. Uh, uh, they have some guys that they could go up there and play right field. That Johnny Gomes could go play right field. You know, the the attitude of the organization, where you know the reason they signed him is they see a guy that can can get a majority of his bats against left-handed pitchers. Uh, Freddie Gonzalez continues to say it will not necessarily be a strict platoon in left field. Uh, if, if Gomes needed to go over there and play right. Uh, you know, on some days they could they could do that. They've got Eric Young, uh, Jr., who non roster invitee seems like a good fit there to uh, get him uh, a lot of at bats in left field, primarily because of his speed. Uh, he's, he's joining a club that really doesn't have a legitimate leadoff hitter. He's a, he's a guy that I can see uh, uh, getting most of the playing time there in left field. Although you know, Freddie continues to say that that it it, ne- it won't necessarily be a uh, Strict platoon. It's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. And you know, I'll tell you, you know, Matthew, you and I have been at this for about the same length of time. I've never been, and I, you know, the kind of successful clubs you were with with the Cardinals there. I don't think you've probably ever been at camp where there are so many different pieces to this puzzle and how it could fit. Um, you know, in terms of not only just the final roster spots, but but the lineup. Um, it's certainly going to be one of the uh, more intriguing and, and entertaining uh, spring training that I've you know, covered because there's just so many different stories and, and storylines that can develop. And, and uh, you know, everything in the baseball world, every, you know, yesterday always affects the current day uh, in some way. But, but, but truly throughout this camp, every twist and turn is going to uh, affect so many different pieces of this club. That seems particularly true in, in the pitching staff and maybe doubly in the bullpen, where, where as we talked about, they brought in a whole ton of arms uh, and kind of sort them out, which is often a real good way to build a bullpen. Um, nobody's pitching a game yet. Everybody looks good. You know, don't fall in too, don't fall in love too early in spring training. But with that said, um, anybody popping the mid or looking especially healthy or kind of catching eyes through these first couple couple of throws? I think the most encouraging thing, like you said, you, you really can't. Uh, be overwhelmed or get too excited about anything you, you see or hear, but uh, pretty good is always, you know, saying that it looked like Jim Sink, Jim Johnson had his sinker back uh, the other day during a side session. That's the one pitch he, you know, relied on during success, his successful days there in Baltimore, and uh, it's a pitch that deserted him last year. He seemed to lack confidence, uh, maybe uh, not only because he wasn't comfortable in the new environments he was in with Oakland and Detroit, uh, that pitch somewhat deserted him. Scouts said that he just wasn't throwing it with the same conviction. Uh, he's leaving it up in the zone. And a flat sinker is nothing more than a BP fastball at the end of the day. So, um, you know, that that was encouraging to, to hear that. Jason really seems to be healthy. 
if, if those two guys can uh, work to, you know, get bounced back this year, uh, along with Jose Verchette, you're right. This, this has the potential to be a pretty good bullpen. Um, you know, just having three guys that, uh, as recently as 2013, each of them uh, had 20 saves uh, that that particular season. You know, have those three guys setting up for Craig Kimball. That's the uh, that's the foundation for a pretty good 10. And, and like you said, it, it, the, the way you build uh, a good pitching staff is, is you basically throw a lot of arms out here in spring training, see what works because. Guys are going to get hurt. Some guys are going to disappoint. But if you have enough options, you know you're, you're going to be able to find the the 12 guys that you, that you want to uh, head into the regular season with. And not only that, you're going to head into the season with 12 guys, knowing that three or four of the guys that you sent down in the farm uh, are, are going to be up at some point that that year. You know, asked to play a somewhat influential role. And then uh, sort of the same question for the, for the guys in, in the mix for a starting rotation. Anybody either caught your eye or maybe more importantly caught the eyes of people you've talked to from these first few days? You know, I, I think Mike Miner was a big question mark uh, heading into uh, spring training. And I was, uh, you know, you're hearing from different people. Some people saying, oh, you know, it's, I really don't know if he's even going to be full go. Mike kept telling us, hey, look, I'm fine, I'm fine. And I, I think that is probably – and the most encouraging thing is that now the team is saying, look, it looks like he's full go. The shoulder issues that he dealt with throughout last year, uh, while that provided some concern uh, to the club going into the winter, not knowing exactly where he would be here the uh, second, third week of February, um, I, I think he's answered you know, all the questions in a manner that, that they wanted him to so far. Uh, the now you just hope that once he gets into more of a regular schedule of, uh, you know, pitching once or starting once every five days, throwing his side sessions, that that shoulder does stay stay strong because you know you put him in that in that mix with Shelby Miller, Julio Tehran, Alex Wood. Uh, it has the makings to be a pretty solid rotation. The the fifth spot's going to be very interesting. I I've I've been saying that Eric Stoltz and Mike Fultonevich are are the Top candidates. Um, as things go along here, early days of camp, I, you know, you, you've got to keep Juan Rodriguez in that mix because he, you know, he, we all know what he's done throughout his career. The question is, can he stay healthy? Uh, time will tell. Uh, but but if, if it gets down to uh, Fultonevich, Stoltz, Rodriguez, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, how much John Hart. Uh, what he said yesterday or earlier this week, he said, if it's a close ro- close roster battle, we may go with the youth, you know, the player that's going to be around this club longer. I, I'm not completely sure that that's the case with Fultonevich because I, I think he he really could use some more time in the minors uh, developing. So uh, if, if if you're asking me who who I, I think are truly the top two candidates, I, I think it's probably Stoltz and Bondi right now. Just because of the more I start talking to guys, the more I get the sense that uh, you know Fultonevich, it, it wouldn't hurt him to, to get a little more time. There has been some talk that maybe he and Ben Wellos go to the, the bullpen uh, to start here. I just don't think that that really benefits them either. Here's two guys if you you see them as long term starters. I really don't think this there are the stage of their careers where it uh, it benefits you to uh, have them uh, 
compiling service time and just being a long guy in the pen. I'd rather see both of them at Equinet, uh, just working on the, the you know, proving whether that they, they deserve a shot to get to Atlanta to be a starter. All right. Well, Mark Bowman, thanks for taking some time to chat here on MLB.com Extras, and thanks, everybody, for listening. Visit the official online shop of Major League Baseball at MLB.com slash shop for the largest selection of authentic caps, T-shirts, jerseys, hoodies, collectibles, and more. Get your gear straight from the source. The MLB.com shop.